Hey everyone, this is Luis, and you are listening to Single, Bilingual, and These Get Ready to Mingle, an audio diary of a queer Latinx migrant who is recently back in the market, and these get ready to mingle. In each episode, I share my thoughts about relationships, breakups, self-love, and those special aha moments that have given me a new perspective on life, myself, and how I approach romantic relationships. Thank you for listening, and I hope you find something here that will resonate with you and make you feel connected. Hey everyone, this is Luis, and you're listening to Single, Bilingual, and These Get Ready to Mingle. So I just want to start off by saying thank you all so much for following me on my journey. And, you know, as they say, all good things must come to an end. So it seems to me that we have come to the end of this specific journey for season one. And my single chronicles and you know, kind of documenting my process of breaking up and trying to get back into the market and trying to figure myself out and find out who I am and start this podcast and so many things, right? So yes, I think this, you know, we've come to the end of this little chapter. And as a little farewell, I decided to close off this season with a very special guest who is here in the studio with us today, a.k.a. my little living room. I'm not even my living room. This is my kitchen. So, yeah, as you guys have all, if you guys have been following along, I hope you guys have. You know that I, you know, a few months ago, I, by the, I got out of a relationship and I've, you know, been kind of struggling through that process and just been documenting it and sharing it with you all. But I don't know if you remember, I think it was like episode one, the very first one, Crossing Over. When I talk about like, oh, remember my first relationship? I was a hot mess. Maybe one day I'll do another episode or a little series about my first breakup. Well, congratulations. So I actually have here today my very first ex-boyfriend. And he is here to kind of share like our journey. And like he's actually one of my best friends. And we've broke up about four or five years ago, and we're still here. So welcome to the studio, William. Thank you, Luis, for having me. So, okay, I think you need to speak more into the mic. Oh, okay. Okay, so basically, William, what would you like our, our, our guests to know about you? Besides the fact that you are desperate to get out of this interview with me so you can go have your dick appointment. <laughs> A dick appointment that you facilitated. <laughs> I facilitated indeed. How did we get here? <laughs> okay, you killed. No. No. You I, killed, oh, you killed the. I killed, killed, killed the transition. He spoiled the transition. Oh my god. I had this whole thing of like <laughs> we were gonna talk about how I facilitated his hookup and I was gonna go deep and then I was gonna be like, oh, how did we get here? I Let's mean, go back to the beginning. Late. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> still not too late. But you know, this is uncut and raw footage because that's the way that we like to do it around yeah. here. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're not gonna edit that out. So basically, yeah. So, William, what are you what are you doing in Chicago? Oh my gosh. Well, just visiting after about three years of not coming by, and just dropping by and saying hello. Is that the real reason? Yeah, and. A couple others, you know, just maybe meet a guy or two. <laughs> okay, so you guys, this is the first time that William has ever recorded, so he's being a little 
camera shy, a uh, little microphone shy. The real reason he came here was because he just graduated. <laughs> and this is like his little mini graduation trip, right? A little mini graduation trip, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, so he graduated. And tell us about your journey to graduation, how that our relationship kind of played a role in it. So basically, William and I met back in 2008, going to nine. Uh, New Year's. We met on New Year's. Yeah, actually, 2009 going into 10. Nine going into 10? Yes, because I graduated high school in 2009. Okay, yes. And I was already... Okay, that's right. Mm -hmm. I was already in college. So basically what happened, shout out to my friend Francisco and someone that he used to know. We (laughs) all went to... So basically, I had these friends in Utah and we went to this club. It was like a grand opening for New Year's. And I went with my friend Francisco at all. And then I was at the, on the dance floor and I saw this little, I also like, I thought he was so cute. He was dancing with his friends, but he was dancing with his friends, right? So it was like one of those things where like, you can't really be, you can, it's really difficult to approach people when they're with their friends. And so I told one of my other friends that I was with that like, oh, I think that boy is so cute. So he grabs me and pushes me against William. And I'm just like, fuck my life, so awkward. And I was like, oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then my my friend was like, why didn't you talk to him? And I was like, well, because that's awkward. Like, he's with his friends. And so what does my fucking friend do? He pushes me again. And so by the second time, I, like, I can't accidentally bump into someone at the club within, right. like, a 30-second span period. <laughs> right? And so basically, like, my friend just kind of forced me. He didn't force me, but uh, by the second time, I was like, Hey, so I think you're really cute. And, and you grabbed my ass. And my friend wants me to tell you that or wants me to tell you or talk to you or something. And that's how, like, we started talking. Yeah, something like that. And then we, like, texted each other. We, like, exchanged phone numbers and, like, texted each other all night. Okay, do you remember why? What was the one thing that, like, really caught us? Like, that we connected uh, over? Leaky Lee? Yeah, over Likey Lee. Likey Lee. I've heard very new, very Love Until We Bleed. That was, yeah. like, our very first. And like, that was, like, it. And you were like, what the fuck? You know her i was like yeah girl like i've been new you didn't call me girl let's (laughs) let's be honest i was like yeah like i know her no what i was gonna say let's really talk about okay we'll table that conversation for later okay and my dislike of you calling me girl when we became friends (gasps) yeah i hated you calling me girl when we became friends okay so again we're getting ahead of ourselves so yeah that was back in 2009 so william and i started like i met him at the club i grabbed his ass and you know we exchanged numbers and so then we at the time i was like i was at the i was a freshman at the university of utah and i was like oh so you know what's going on with you what are you doing and he was like i'm taking a break from community college or no i was i had just graduated from high school like that spring um and then i did not go to school in the fall because i was just working and saving my money to pay for it so because yeah because i was the one paying for my education at that point at that specific point in time i I was always been that point right well well, so because so what happened was like we yeah so we so our first date we went to we went to this megaplex the movie theater downtown (gasps) where the 22 winter not 22 2002 winter olympics were held and they had this huge plaza downtown in salt lake and it was called the gateway and it was supposed to be like this touristy attraction and so we went to go watch sherlock holmes yeah sherlock holmes oh my god we went to watch sherlock holmes and then we went to watch we went to applebee's two for 20 
Like that was like our that was our first date. That was our first date. Are you sure that I remember? Oh God, that was our first date. We went to go watch Sherlock Holmes and. We went for Applebee's two for 20. Oh, my God. I don't I mean, recall the last time I ever even went to Applebee's. <laughs> I remember two for 20 because I know you had, like, a, a picture of me with my hoodie on when we went to Applebee's one day. Yeah, but that, like, wasn't, that was our thing, that, but that wasn't that, our first thing. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all meshed together now. I can't even. Really? Re- yeah, I, I can't mean, even, you, like, recall most of it. To be honest, okay, so between you guys and between our listeners and you and I, like, you repress a lot. I do. You repress a lot. I'm the first to admit it. You repress a lot of things. And so, okay, so we started dating. I heavily pursued him. I'm a Taurus. I'm very persistent, and I'm very, very stubborn. Oh, (laughs) yeah, you were super persistent. I do recall that one time where you texted me out of the blue because we hooked up and then after we hooked up okay also he okay we were both living at home with our parents he lived like 45 minutes away he was like come over and let's have sex in my car in the garage yeah (laughs) and i was like excuse me i'm not gonna go drive 45 minutes to go have sex with you in your parents garage in your car (laughs) i was like you're gonna take me inside and then yeah and then i took her i took him inside (laughs) yeah i basically i was just like i made him believe that i was gonna do that like you know just so he like i can come over but when i got there i was like i'm not Uh, gonna do this yeah (laughs) you know and by the time i I, like i'm really good at guilt tripping people it's really bad yeah you really are so like i kind of guilt tripped i was like well i came over here like let's go inside i'm very persuasive i'm very persuasive you yeah to say the least yeah so we go inside we have sex blah blah blah, and then literally you just start blowing up my phone (laughs) afterwards not necessarily immediately afterwards, but it just got like a little crazy. You were very persistent. And then I think I pursued you for like a year. Yeah, it was like a year. I pursued you for like a year. Yeah. And I was very persistent. And I feel like, yeah, I did. Um, I don't know. I, I guess just the more that I got to know you, the more I just started to develop some sort of bond or whatever. But I do remember, and you did guilt trip me into this. I, I now lied. I remember. Our you relationship lied. It was based or started on a lie because there was that one night where I can't remember exactly. It was at Coffee Garden on 9th and 9th. Yeah, he was like, oh, like, fine. that's, um, I don't know if we got in an argument or something like at Coffee Garden, but you were like, I'm going on a date with somebody else or there's this other guy, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, oh, something. Oh like no! That. So I was like, I went on a guy. I want. I wanted to tell you about some. Talk to you about something. Yeah. And I was like, so I went on a date with someone else, and I felt really guilty about it. Yeah. And I just needed to tell you. Yeah, fucking bitch. I got. <laughs> but the real, the reality was, I got asked out on a date, and I felt guilty that I wanted to go, but I actually didn't do it. But I just want. Obviously, like, that that sounds boring. Like, that's not, like, dramatic effect, you know? Like, that's not going to be persuasive to, like, right. make you want to be with me. So I was like, I already, I did it. I went on a date. Yeah, so that, like, triggered me. That triggered my jealousy. And I was like, what the fuck? So I, I took you home. It was, like, dead silence in that car ride. <laughs> was, oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, it was so bad. Um, And then... I, I, know, I don't know. I took like a few days to think about it. And then I know, he ghosted on me for like two days. That was like on a Saturday and you didn't hit me up to like Monday. Tuesday, actually. Or Tuesday. Two, like so, yeah, a few days. And then I like thought about it. Literally, and, I, and I go home and I'm just like, oh, my God, it's over. I fucked up. My year of persistence. Is my gone. fucking my, you know, my manipulative tricks of like trying to guilt trip him into coming to being mine. No, I didn't even fucking go on that damn date. So it was all it was like a lost <laughs> loss. You know, it was just like, fuck, I didn't even go on the date and I didn't get the man. Fuck Ow. my life. Yeah. So it took you home. That was just 
a very awkward ride home. And then I asked you to meet up with me a, a few days later at the Starbucks. At Starbucks where I used to work. Where you used to work. Right. <gasps> and then yes, I forgot about that. It was like, a, I still remember the Era day. Noche. Era, in a Era la noche. It, it was, was like, like around December? No. No, it was December. It was December 20th at like 10 something. Oh, you do. I remember December 20th was our anniversary. Oh my yeah, God. December 20th was our oh anniversary. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> I really, time has flown by. But yeah, and then we got together December 20th of like 2010. 10, yeah. Like, literally, I met you. Yeah, like, literally a whole year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I met you like December 31st. 2010 or 2011. 10. I don't even know. It was Jesus, 10. yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was the start of something that was very special for both of us. It was, you were my first You were love. my first love. Yeah, we were each other's first love. Yeah, and we like, used to go to the park. We were like, I don't know. Yeah, we how, were that how, couple. How would you describe? Okay, honestly, no shade to our relationship, but every relationship <laughs> that I made are that couple. I'm that couple. Yes, and I feel like that's <laughs> mostly attributed to you and just how you are and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, at least for when we were together, we were like that couple within our within our circle of friends. Like it was always Will and Luis. Ya tu sabes. You already know. Everybody who knows Luis, you guys already know. But yeah, we just had like a lot of fun. We were young and in love, and yeah, that's we were madly loving each other. Yeah, we were just like little horny teenagers, <laughs> like literally teenagers. Oh yeah, you know, we were we were teenagers. We were nineteen. I mean, nineteen is still teenagers. Nin- yeah, I was nineteen. You were twenty. You know. Um, oh no, I was twenty. Never mind. But we were nine. Like we were teenagers. Yeah, we were when young. We actually met. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I remember. I mean, you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. Oh my God, what is it? So, we're both undocumented. <gasps> yes. You didn't. I mean, sorry for outing you. I didn't want. I no, mean, no, that's fine. I mean, that's like, a big. Everybody piece really of, knows. I'm that, just pretty that, open that, about that, it. That's a big piece of the puzzle because. Yeah. Not only were we like being teenage boyfriends or little young loves, yeah. you know, and everything that comes with. You know, your first flirt or your first, like, you know, you gave me butterflies. I was, we were, like, I would text you 24-7 and, like. Yeah, we'd be texting each other We would hang out every single weekend and we would go on a date every single weekend. Yeah. And, like, we, you know, your, your, your typical first falling in love kind of relationship. Yeah. But also at the same time, we both were going through a lot of personal stuff mm-hmm. in regards to, like, our immigration. Yes. Our education. Mm-hmm our our future as individuals and our future as a couple right that was very much limited or felt limited at the time because of our immigration status right so we had this beautiful relationship and everybody loved william and louise and everybody was we were couple goals you know we like every like we our energies everybody loved having us around Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where i would actually get very jealous because you're very charismatic and all my friends like they loved you and they still do they literally still do you know and so like i remember getting jealous like hey i'm your friend like why do you love my boyfriend so much you know and and the way that my friends later described it was william was an extension of you so by me loving william i was loving you and so the fact that like we became one like it's so dramatic i know but you know when you're so young and you are creating your identity and your sense of self and that is attached to another individual you really do get caught up in all of that right. and you do become extensions of each other 
we like were we were like we're two for one special like donde sea que tú ibas yo iba y donde sea que yo iba you tú venías también you yeah, know that's true we were attached so, to the hip <laughs> that was a beautiful relationship it was while at the same time like it was pre daga we're so old oh yeah you know and so for you i think your education journey and your you know journey through that and your process has very much been shaped by our relationship, but also by your immigration status, right? Yeah, I do think that was the case. You know, it was pre-DACA, so I I didn't necessarily see uh, a need for me to go to university or go to college, even, you know, not having any papers. I'm like, why am I going to go through all that? Why is all that money going to be paid when I'm not even going to be able to use my degree? So, I mean, I just, I didn't take my education seriously at that point in time. And so you know? how did it feel for you to meet someone like me where I was undocumented? I was yeah. going to the University of Utah. I, you know, I was doing things that you thought were impossible for people like us. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really eye-opening. I saw how hard you worked at it and you, obviously you're, you're very brilliant. Um, so it really motivated me that relationship that we were in really motivated me to to take my education more seriously and to really work hard at it but you know it, it's not just that but there's there were also other barriers at that point in time that i i needed to get through and and i needed to grow for me to be at the point where i'm at today what kind of barriers are you uh, just to. more personal barriers and along the lines of just me being very hard on myself and my experience within higher education um and what that was like uh, but yeah, like you were, you were very, uh, you were a key part in that, in that experience for me. You, you helped motivate me to really um, work hard and, and achieve what I set out to achieve. So remember yesterday when we were having happy hour Yeah, and you mentioned how also you guys, okay, so William actually knows all of my demons and all the ugly parts of myself that I do not prefer. You know, because he knows me pre-therapy. He actually knows me pre-therapy, and I started going to therapy with him. We went to couples therapy. Yeah, we went to couples therapy. And mm -hmm. so he, like, for example, he knew all of my, like, ugly sides. Yeah. All of them, you know? And it now I think I am learning to manage those parts of myself better. But at that time, I had no, I, I had no awareness of my ugly parts, right? So you told me the story about your new car. And the conversation we had. There. Yeah, we had that conversation. And I was like, okay, you, we can't have this conversation because <laughs> we need to record this tomorrow for the episode. And you're yeah. like, no worries. I'm going to recap it. I was like, okay, this is your moment. Okay. So um, there was a one point in time where my car just like broke down and I was over it and I um, decided to go buy a new to me one. So <laughs> go buy a, a nicer car than what I've really ever had. And I met up with Luis um, later that night, I think, and you were going through your own situation in terms of grad school and things like that because you were counting on and that's what what your goal was to get into grad school. And I showed up to your house, you got in the car, and I was like, do you like it, babe? And you're like, nah, it's all right. And you just completely disregarded it. And I mean, that was something that I was proud of. You know, I was able to purchase a car and that was like my first car and pay for it, blah, blah, blah. Cars but are such an important valuable item for working class people i feel you know like having a nice car teniendo carro del año like it's a big investment it's actually like a huge investment for people yeah cars are yeah. huge investments but oh yeah you, you were just like well you know this isn't really important william you need to get your priorities straight 
And <laughs> yeah. Now that you say it that way, that actually sounds very beamy. Yeah, the you. Um, and I I remember that I remember that conversation. Some some pieces of that conversation, but what most stood out to me was you saying, "William, you need to get your shit together in school." She's and you were you and then you said, um, "Is this the way that you're going to repay your parents for the sacrifices that they've made for you and bringing to bringing you to this country?" the literally the slap heard across the fucking world like i was like oh my god i need to get my shit together and i still remember that i still remember that and i was like you know you know he's absolutely fucking right and to get my priorities straight and now, i did <laughs> yeah now that you say okay so yesterday we were having this conversation over a few cocktails so i i like the way that i experienced that story yesterday is very different than the way i'm experiencing it today that i'm like completely sober so now that you say that now I know, like, when you said, when you told me the story yesterday, I was like, why would I say that? That's so, like, that seems so random. But now, hearing it within this context, I'm like, yes. At that time, I was probably, I'm very, like, I like things to be my way, right? And, like, yeah. I'm very, like, <laughs> controlling. And so, like, I remember, like, your car broke down, and it's, like, uh, yeah. you spent, for me, it was, like, why are you, actually, this is a trigger. Oh so, God. I had the same conversation with my last boy ex-boyfriend when he got a new car, and I was, like, why did you spend so much money on this new car when you can be spending your money on other more important things? Yeah, that's, oh, my God, that's I think verbatim, that's what you told that's me, too. <laughs> that's literally, like, I don't know why that, that that's my, yeah. Because you're a loca. I need to work on that. <laughs> I need to work on that. We're all a work in progress. That's so True. interesting. I never even made those connections until right now. But yeah, so at that time, I probably was like, you know what? Like, I am graduating soon, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. It's, it was like when I was about to graduate college, I felt like I was a junior in high school or a senior in high school all over again. Right. You know, I was just like, okay, here I am, and I'm going to graduate, and I don't know if I'm going to be, be able to use this degree. Yeah. You know, I remember it was like – there is no light at the end of my tunnel. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I really in at that moment, I was so depressed and I was like, yeah, you were very feeling sad. very defeated mm -hmm. and bleak and hopeless. You know, like I truly believed that at that time, I did feel that there was no light at the end of my tunnel. Yeah. And I worked so hard to get here to get this degree. My only chance is for me to get into this doctoral program and to go to college and to, you know, to get my PhD and get my papers somehow because, you know, they can't deny me papers if I have the highest degree possible from a top university. Right. Like, that was, like, my mentality at right. the time. Right, was, yeah. And so, for me, that's why it was, like, the end-all be-all of my life, you know, because my, my goal for grad school was to somehow magically have that help me become a citizen. Right, yes. You know, and because that's been such a huge motivator in my life, like... I was banking everything on this. And here's my boyfriend just dropping all this do money do do. on a new car that's beautiful and great and leather interior with a 0.5 GPA. <laughs> yeah. With my boyfriend GPA. Yeah. Shit. Right? And so that's yeah. what's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I want you to know that for me, those things usually come from a place of love. I know, yeah. Now I, I know. know. But they definitely come from a place of love, but the delivery... It could be better comes <laughs> i think that the message comes from a place of love but the delivery comes from a place of fear you know and awesome. like because oprah says that there's only two emotions in life love and fear you know and so i think that 
me being afraid that like I don't know I feel like whenever I'm insecure there, there's it spoke to some kind of like almost resentment or insecurity mm. right in terms of like wow like mirate tu con tu carro del año and here I am sin wifi en la casa you know like <laughs> do you know what I mean a little bit yeah. like of like mm. I wish I had all this money to go and blow on a brand new car, but no, because I have to, my priorities are different, you know? Right. Like, my goal isn't right. to get un carro del año. My goal is to get a PhD and get papers. Yeah, exactly. And mine was like, well, why the hell am I even going to go to school when I can't even use a degree? So I might as well just work my ass off and get what I want. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's how times have changed. <laughs> no, not just how times have changed, but the fact that like we were both two queer brown kids living in Utah with the same circumstances similar circumstances yeah. or similar limitations same limitations yet we approached it completely different, different. Yeah. completely different and so you were there when i was like going through my graduate school kind of yes your your waves of emotion and then you finally got that phone call during our dinner date you took me to it was the Ichiban. airport yeah it was like where yeah. Yeah. So you took. Lot. So what I was gonna say is like you took me to the airport mm -hmm. when I. So Northwestern flew me out. Oh yes, I did take you. They out. played for my airfare, my they hotel. Did. You you drove me to the airport and you picked me up. And when you picked me up, I was like, oh my god, it was amazing. It was so great. They really liked me. I really hope I get it. Yeah. It was an amazing time. Like Northwestern, this Northwestern, that. Like Northwestern did a really good job at like selling. You know, selling they, it. They, yeah. they, they and I mean they're they're in a fucking amazing like institution. Absolutely. So, you know they they like they're they were courting me and their courting was on point and I love to be courted. Yeah, you so, do. <laughs> you know I was really happy, but at that time I didn't realize that like my good news also it meant different things to you than it did to me. Exactly. Yeah. It was. Yeah, when you came back, I think that's when everything just started to crumble or started to get a little bit shaky within our relationship because, you know, you were going through this period of you were like, oh, my God, like, this is it. Like, this could really happen. And then I was like, well, I don't really have anything else going for me. It's TBH. It's, you know, it's my relationship with you. And what am I going to do if he leaves? I'm going to lose this. And, you know, we were so far in then, like, just in love with each other. So that's where things really started to get shaky between both of us. And then you got the phone call when we were at dinner from Ramon or, or I think that's what his name was. I don't remember who exactly it was, but you're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And literally, I felt like a punch in my gut that that day. It just I don't know if I've ever told you that I just felt something just in the pit of my stomach, just awful. But at the same time, it couldn't be like you can't fucking go. <laughs> right. Right. And so, you know, you're going to go regardless, you know, you got to go. Cause at the time for me, this was literally like, I was like binge watching RuPaul's Drag Race back when it was on Netflix. Yeah. And it was a season, I think with Raja or it was like this, um, the song of, of that season was like, this is the beginning. 
the beginning. This is the beginning of the rest of your life. Like, I can't remember what, like, it's like one of the older, like, yeah. uh, RuPaul. Also, don't judge my singing. It was like, <laughs> it was part of like the RuPaul Drag Race thing. And I was like, I literally felt like, oh my God, this is the beginning of the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, this is going to, this is it. This is it. Yeah. You know, this is all I've ever wanted. And so I was so caught up in my own life. And I was so caught up in my own feelings, desires, dreams, and aspirations that I wasn't able to see the pain and how difficult it might be for someone who was on the other end of this relationship. You know, you call like they, he called me, and the second person I called was Dolores Delgado Bernal. Yeah, I remember because she was my mentor. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh my god. I just got accepted into Northwestern, full fellowship, and my PhD program. They're gonna send a confirmation email, and I need to accept. Yeah. You know, and I was still waiting to hear from other schools like NYU, and you know, but at that time it was just like this is all I needed. Yeah, this is like I there's no that. if and or buts. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I've always wanted in my life, and I want you to come. Yeah, you're like William. I love you. Come with me. I can't live without you. Yeah, you've always wanted to live in a big city. Yes. You know, I'm getting a stipend. I'm getting a full fellowship. Like we'll I have work. it. <laughs> I have that lockdown. You know, yeah. I'll hold the fort for us. Yeah. And I remember we said we will make it work. I don't think I've said we will make it work any more times in my life than during that time period. Yeah, that was a very difficult time period for us. Which then I felt like we broke we, up. Like we broke up like a million times. A honestly. million times we were on. Like we but, were the epitome of on I, and off. Yeah, but I was the one breaking up with you. All those times, I think it doesn't I, matter. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But like, it's it was always just you know you were so certain that we were you know that we were gonna be together. But I was just the one to be like, no, like I can't go. Oh, like yeah. my family you had doubts. Yeah, I had doubts. Um, you know, it was something that I, that I did want to do, but I also. I'm a cancer, so I like stability and I like structure. And I'm I like a Taurus. I'm way super. That's why we, <laughs> I love stability. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a period of like six months, perhaps, that we were just like on and off, and it was just a very tumultuous time in our relationship for us. And then I do remember, like I mentioned yesterday, I do remember um, being in my room and literally crying my eyes out. And my mom's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I love him so much. I can't live without him, but I also don't want to go, but I kind of want to." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, honey, she's like, you ha- he's going to have to go. This is his dream and this is what he's worked for. And you can't take that away from him. And even if you tried, he wouldn't let you. <laughs> so, you know, you really just got to think about things. But she she was like, listen, you're an adult. You make your own decisions. Um, if you go, you go. If you don't go, then you don't go. So then I ended up deciding to uh, move with you. Um, and then that kind of started like a whole other situation between my family because my father was telling my mother. My father's not the kind of type that that really tells me things face to face. He goes through my mother about it. But uh, well, at least at that point in time, um, he was telling my mom actively tell William not to go. I didn't know this. Yeah. He's like, tell William not to go. And she's like, he can do whatever he wants with his life. He is 21 years old. Like he this is this is his decision. And then I, I also remember just my mom being so sad for several months where she was like, I don't even, she's like, I don't want you to go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mom, like it's already done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving to Chicago. You know, Luis and I are going to be together. It was just, just this one day where uh, I got home from work and she's washing dishes and she's crying. And I was like, ¿Qué te pasa? And she said, she's like, ¿Me estás dejando? Like you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, ¿Me estás dejando aquí? 
And the, and the reason why was she why she was so sad was because my sister had moved to Las Vegas with her husband earlier mm-hmm. that year. So she was not losing only one, but two of her babies right. in the same year, just within months of each other. So, yeah. And then we moved September. I, you moved August. I moved here first. Yeah. yeah, you moved August, like late August. I moved two weeks after the fact. Mm-hmm. I remember it, September 5th. You remember, I, don't, I don't remember. 2012. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what specific day. Yeah, I do remember. We got here. And so, yeah, that's so interesting. Like, think, I had no idea that your father was like, don't yeah. leave. Do you, don't do you ever go. know why? Why he was feeling that way? Uh, I just felt it was more along the lines of, you know, he's young. He's not ready. He doesn't really know what. I mean, but does anybody really know? My mom also warned me against it. Yeah. About me going? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she I like, did not know this. Yeah, oh my she, god, my, my, she's, because my mom always warns me against everything, though. To be honest, that's true. <laughs> like she just like literally warns me about everything. But yeah, she was just like, yeah, and like you know that's so interesting because for me it was just like I'm going with or without you. But yeah, technically, so. these game, you know. But I was like, no, I'm bringing you with me. Yeah, you're like, and I did everything possible to make sure that that happened and to like make sure at the time that I was providing for you the best that I could. Yeah, which you did. You know, like, yeah. I made sure that I, like, saved up all this money. Mm-hmm. And then I bought, I went Costco.com and ordered, like, our bed and all this stuff. So I went, I came here first you to did. make sure that you came here to, like, something. Ugh, yeah, yeah. You know, because when I first moved here, I came into an empty apartment and I slept on a fucking air mattress yeah. with a $5 pillow from Target, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted a shower and realized there was no shower curtain yeah, and there was no soap things. and shampoo and conditioner and yeah. all this stuff. And I had to like get my, I had to build all this life by myself while you were still on, on, on your way. So it was like this almost like I am preparing the household for us, you know? And like, yes. I remember going to Target and buying the black and red towels and oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, look at our towels. And like black and red was and like plates and, all and this. black and red was like our theme for our bathroom and stuff. Like, and so for me, it was so interesting because like I had never lived away from home and you've never lived away from home. I've never right. built a home with anybody before in my life. Right. You know? And so when I was living there for my, with myself for about like two weeks, I got very comfortable and then you show up and I felt that you were like invading my space. Next time on the season finale of single bilingual and these get ready to mingle. Yeah. It was really hard. And like, I remember coming home and i'd see a starbucks cup on the counter and be like why did you buy starbucks we have coffee at home you know i was very like controlling and i was a very ugly person yeah you got really controlling i was like yeah because it was just like where are you going i'm like what the fuck (laughs) i I, I was very controlling and i was very mean and i'm sorry for that you know like i remember like you trying to come and cuddle me and like don't fucking touch me i'm reading yeah like you know If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Single, Bilingual, and These Get Ready to Mingle, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us Cinco Estrellas, and leave a cute review. Special thanks to Khalid B from Afrobang for composing the song that you're listening to right now. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at These Get Ready, that's D-I-Z-Q-U-E, ready, and my own personal Instagram at Hola Luisito. 
And if you're looking to connect through email or you want to share any stories or any comments and let me know what you liked, you can always feel free to email me at thesqueready, that's D-I-Z-Q-U-E, ready at gmail.com.